You like the Just Baseball show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never seen before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Part two of the betting series of the Project the Plate podcast ahead of opening day on Thursday. Today is Wednesday, March 31st. Delighted to be joined by Peter Apple again. Arm Layton, we thought we were going to get him again today, but but not to be. He's a busy man. He's got, he's got shit to do. He's got stuff to do. He's a busy man. And what I'd love to break into, we're going through all the divisional winners. We're going through every single team. We're going to give you their over-under on win totals. Then we're going to break into the playoffs and give you the entire World Series picture. Jack, are you excited? I'm excited. Uh, We did all player props yesterday. Now we get into teams and the holistic approach. So we will walk through every division, all 30 clubs. We're going to give you uh, the lines set by DraftKings just like we did yesterday. And we will say over or under. When we get to that team that we think will win their respective division, we will say that. They are the division winner. At the end, we will rehash the division winners. We'll name a an AL NL champion and a World Series champion. But before we get into that, because that's actually, I think, going to work pretty quickly, um, I do want to make one of our advertising pitches. Let's what have we it. pitched so far? Dude wipes? Dude wipes. Manscaped. Manscaped. What did we pitch yesterday? DraftKings and FanDuel. They're currently dueling, no pun intended, on our gambling lines. They may not know that they're actually dueling, but they are. Yeah, so so episode four, I am now pitching Boom Boom Naturals. I saw these on an Instagram ad, and it was clipped from their Shark Tank pitch. <laughs> and what it is, the uh, the ingredients are menthol, natural flavors, and peppermint oil. And for the sake of the bit, I'm I'm gonna take a little rip of Tropical Rush Shoot right it all now. There. It's not a rip though, because it doesn't doesn't do anything to you except make you feel refreshed and ready to rumble. So. You just, We're a healthy podcast. We promote yeah, healthy, healthy podcast. alternatives. This pretty much, I feel alert. It's almost like, um, it's almost like a flavored Vicks Vapo Rub that you're inhaling. So I go left nostril, right nostril, just an <laughs> inhale when I put this stick in my nose, and I feel like I'm ready to go with the wind totals. Yeah. As great as Boom Boom is, I want to get into, and I don't think anyone cares that much about your nostrils, but let's break into. We, we did this segment on our first episode, and uh, people thought it was kind of funny. Some people didn't, but I thought it was funny, so I'm going to continue. It's called Something I Heard, and this comes from one of my good friends, Clem, who doesn't really have any ties to baseball, but he said something to me that 
again, like the last one, when I said Gary V's breakfast conspiracy, that it is a marketing campaign that the breakfast idea that it's the most important meal of the day is just a marketing campaign by the cereal and the dairy industries, which is just insane to me. So I'm breaking into my second something I heard. Jack, have you ever heard of the Rat King phenomenon? (laughs) Dude, it's insane. All right. (laughs) I'm going to read you the Google definition and then I'll explain what Cleb told me. So a Rat King is a collection of rats, usually 10 to 12, whose tails are intertwined and bound together by one of several possible mechanisms, (laughs) such as entangling material like hair or sticky substances like sap or gum getting tied together. So in the depths of rat kingdoms, which if if you're not living in New York City, just so you know, there are more rats living under the ground than there are people. So when rats get so clumped together, they can actually form into a super rat, a king rat. It's about 10 to 12 of them. And they move in unison because their tails are so stuck together that they actually move in a 10 to 12 rat unison. Can you imagine being down there and not only seeing huge amounts of rats, but one enormous rat rise above the rest and it's just 12 of them? That's something I heard. The king jellyfish from SpongeBob. What I'm thinking here, <laughs> what I'm thinking here is kicking and screaming when Beyond Sun gets on Ambrose's shoulders and uh, and they form a mega person. Like that's what's <laughs> happening right now. They're they're becoming a mega rat, which is just. Stupid. I'm sorry if uh, that bit just said I'm never listening to this podcast again, but we will continue something I heard because I hear a lot of weird shit every single day and i like to just talk about it on the podcast the rat king phenomenon and, and now we can talk about baseball right let's hop let's in talk about with, baseball. let's hop in with the regular season win totals again we're going to walk through all 30 teams give you their projected win total on DraftKings. kings uh, we'll take an over or a under if they are our division winners we'll say so and we're going to work from highest win totals to lowest win totals projected starting the al east your yankees at 95 and a half What are you going with? 95 and a half is pretty spot on. And I will preface this with Vegas, not like our rookie of the year and some of those MVP odds, but the the win totals are usually pretty good lines. 95 and a half. I'm going over, but it's not a confident over. I think 96 to 97 wins is what I have them projected at. So it's a slight over, but I'm not super confident in it. I'm not confident with the over either, but I'm still going over. And the Yankees have been the epitome of injuries ravaging seasons, and they still get wins. I'm thinking optimistically, and I'm thinking that the duo at two and three in the rotation of Corey Kluber, Jamison Tyone, I'm thinking that they're going to stay healthy. I think for the first time in God knows how long Giancarlo Stanton is going to stay healthy. And And the great thing about the Yankees this year is that they have plenty of depth. This Mm -hmm. is the deepest Yankee roster I've seen in a long time. They go seven or eight, even nine deep in the rotation with Domingo Herman and Jordan Montgomery and Debbie Garcia and Clark Schmidt and Nick Nelson and Mike King. Those are a lot of names that aren't even including the Garrett Coles, the Corey Klubers and the Jameson Tyon, like you're saying. They will get injured this year. That's why I have Aaron Boone winning the AL manager of the year because that storyline of the Yankees getting injured, that classic line, 
they're just so deep. I still think that they, they end up, you know, over 90, over 95 and a half. And they're your division winner. They are my division winner. Of course. My division winner is projected next at 86 wins. I think the Toronto Blue Jays are going to soar past that 86 win threshold. You think they're going to soar past it? I do think so. Uh, George Springer, yes. I think Marcus Simeon was the biggest pickup of the the offseason for them. They'll outscore people. And it's not often that a major league offense can outscore and get into slugfest and still win 90 games. I think this is the outlier of the last several years. I think the Blue Jays can actually get into a bunch of barn burners and win them. And they also have Ryu at the top of that rotation too. And uh, we'll see what happens with Kirby Yates. I'm a little bit worried about that bullpen, but I agree. I have the Blue Jays next at 86 and I'm also picking the over. I don't think it's soaring past. I think that number is pretty accurate. I think I have them predicted at 87 wins. So I'm also taking again, a slight over. So let's move on to the Rays who have the same win total at 86. I'm going the other direction. I'm going under on the Rays. They lost Blake Snell. They've lost a couple more of their guys. They're not the same exact team. We'll see if Glasnow can slide in and take that ace role. You know, he's got to develop that third pitch. He looks like a stud. Like, we'll see. But I'm not confident that the Rays win 86 games. I have them at 84. What do you think? Even if Tyler Glasnow works his way to that number one spot seamlessly, that still leaves Ryan Yarbrough as the two. Yeah. And that's not a good enough two to surpass 86 wins. It's their not. starters aren't necessarily going to hold their weight. And, and I don't think the offense can win slugfests, right? Like the outfield is, is good, not great. Austin Meadows can kind of hit. Adamas can kind of hit. Like, I don't know. It's not really going to work. Arena, but it, 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 they're going to be good. They're just, I don't have them making the playoffs. We'll I think they're that. a 500 team. Really? I think something is Yeah. I think they're 500. I think a team below 500 is the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Win totals at 79 and a half. This, this like could be the worst pitching staff in baseball, right? Oh God. It is. I was looking at their lineup. Oh my God. Like, well, their lineup actually isn't that bad. They have Verdugo and you know, they have some guys, they have Devers, Bogarts, Bogarts. you know, Christian Vasquez is really good behind the plate. He's pretty underrated, but their rotation, Nathan Evaldi, is starting opening day. That is so garbage, Red Sox. Garbage. Dude, it sucks. Uh, and Chris Sale, what, comes back in July? Yeah, I mean, he, it, I, I hope he's good. You know, I, I think he'll be good. But that's that's a lot of money you're paying Chris Sale for a lot more years. You know, I'm always going to have bias being a Chicagoan. But Chris Sale, when he's firing on all cylinders or close to all cylinders. Top five pitcher. Easily. He's a treat. Oh, it's a one of the most fun to pitchers to watch because he's just a dog. Like he's just a man on the mound. He's six, seven lanky and just throws 97 in your grill slider into the ankle. I mean, I don't have to pitch about Chris sale. It's just like, when is he coming back? And he's not going to be back enough for them to impact 79 and a half wins. I'm taking the under. I have them around 76 wins. Yeah, I might actually have them lower than that. I think they might be 72 oh. to 73. I know. I thought I was even being too much at 76, but I love to hear that a non-biased Yankee fan is having them even lower than me. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not a Yankee fan. Don't don't get it twisted. No, I uh, am. I am. The uh, the Baltimore Orioles, their projected win total at 64 and a half from DraftKings. That just feels like a really low number. I'm going to go it over. It does feel low. Simply for the fact that I don't think they're a 100 loss team. So the past two seasons, uh, my mantra with basically 
all my friends and everybody who knows me is I bet on the Orioles under win total the last two years because they have been absolute trash. 64 and a half. The AL East is not quite as strong as it usually is. I think I have them around 66 wins. I think the Orioles that overhits, but like, just don't even don't bet on it. Don't bet on the Orioles over win total or don't don't touch that line. If you're sweating that in September, you've got bigger. (laughs) Uh, To the American League Central we go, and we start with the Chicago White Sox, 90 and a half. I'm going to let you go first because I feel bad about what I'm going to say. This another one of these lines that I think is really accurate. Mm -hmm. I have them at 91 wins. I'm taking this slight over, but I'm not completely confident. Losing Eloy Jimenez sucks. Four to five months out with a pectoral injury. That really stinks for the White Sox because he, I think he was going to hit more home runs this year than Jose Abreu um, and really be an f- absolute force in that lineup. They're going to replace him with Andrew Vaughn. The bullpen is stacked. The rotation is really good too. I think they go over, but I think it's close. I think a lot of people are going to jump on that over, but I'd hold off maybe a little bit. I think it's actually a very good 90 and a half solid number. I think it's a solid number two that Eloy Jimenez injury really hurts them. And the fact of the matter is um, with Adam Engel out right now in the first couple of weeks, chances are Andrew Vaughn might lose you a game in left field. He might make a mistake. You think he's that bad in defensively. I don't know. He's never been there. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? Like it, it's hard for me to imagine a major league baseball player who's never been at a position like not getting bit in the ass. In the first month, Cubs just moved Kyle Schwarber out to left field, and they're like, "You're a catcher, like you could probably play left." And then you just dropped a bunch of balls, and then now, like, like I hope he doesn't turn into that. I I hope he doesn't turn into that either. But I think the bat is already better than when the Cubs did that with Schwarber. Really? Uh, Yeah. Now here's what's gonna hurt me, and and it's really gonna pain me because this is the most excited I've been about a White Sox season ever, ever since the Burley days. Yeah, uh, this will be well documented on this podcast, but Mark Burley is my favorite athlete of all time. Mark Burley and Derek Rose are my two favorite athletes of all time. Chicago. I'm taking the slight under on 90 and a half of the White Sox. I think someone is going to punch below their weight in that rotation. It might be Lance Lynn, but I'd guess Dallas Keuchel if I had to. I was just thinking Dallas Keuchel. He's not that good anymore. He was last right handed. What I'm worried about, and we'll touch, you know, I'm not even going to break into it, but I, I want to talk about Dallas, Dallas Keuchel against the Yankees. But let's break into the Minnesota Twins at 88 and a half. <sighs> Another really good number, but I'm going to take the under. I have them at 87 wins. The Twins are a really good regular season team. They're going to score a lot of runs. They're going to hit a lot of home runs. That lineup is really stacked. The rotation is not so good and that's why i have them at 87 i think it's good i could be swayed either way here this is a tough line yeah i've actually got them over 88 and a half and they're my division winner um i think that that rotation is fine i think kenta maeda it can be a legit one um Eh. (laughs) we'll see i think the white Sox are the most exciting team in the american league coming into this season I think the twins have a legitimate argument that they're the best and they added Andrelton Simmons at short. And I think Andrelton Simmons still has a ton in the tank. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how much Nelson Cruz still has in the tank, but, but we'll probably has like four more years, right? Like he's probably (laughs) going to be the Bartolo Colon of home run hitters. Um, And he's approaching Bartolo Colon age. 
Except in the in the end years of Bartolo Colon, like Bartolo Colon was barely even a player. Like Nelson Cruz is still one of the best power hitters in the American League at 49 years old. I'm pretty out on the Cleveland Indians. I'm going I'm under, so out. Yeah, I'm going under 81 and a half. I think they're a sub 500 team. I don't know what kind of run support they can supply a staff that'll need it three out of every five days. Shane Bieber will never need it. Tristan McKenzie and Zach Plesac, I think, will split needing it. They're so the Indians seem so top heavy. They have Shane Bieber and they have Jose Ramirez. And then and I, I really like Zach Plesak this year. But besides that, it's a whole lot of nothing. Right. And I also have the Cleveland Indians under. I have them at 78 wins, and I think that's even generous. Do you think the Indians would consider a Shane Bieber deal? Talk to me in July. Imagine the prospects in that one. Yeah. T- talk to me in July. Yeah, I think that's fair. Royals. I like the over of 73 and a half. I, the outfield of Benintendi, Whit Merrifield, Michael A. Taylor. Michael A. Taylor finally getting the chance to be an everyday baseball player is fun. Solaire DHing. Solaire led the AL in home runs in 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he did. And Adalberto Mondesi is good at short. He's so get fastest. Bobby Witt at second base, and we could be looking at 77, 78. I'm going to hop on that take and i'm gonna call the royals over 73 and a half the best bet in the american league mm-hmm. they are actually not a bad team i think they can compete just as well yeah with the cleveland indians i mean they have brady singer they have so much good young pitching and yeah. so much depth that's a year or two away if they can try some of these guys and they end up actually working, I think that there's a very real opportunity that the Royals finish third in this division over the Indians. I could see the Royals even approaching 80 win mark. I think the Royals over 73 and a half is a bet you have to take. I feel like somebody's going to work. Chris Bubich is starting in the minors. Somebody's going to work. Right. Like Brady Singer, you have a feeling he's going to be there. But if, if Bubich doesn't work, then maybe you try Jackson Coar and he might yeah. work. Kind of same deal with the Detroit Tigers at 68 and a half. This was really hard and this is where they're going to be. But I'm going with the soft over. They might get to 70 wins. They need the fifth guy. Like Tarek Skubal, Casey Mize are going to be there. Is Matt Manning going to get there this year? Is Alex Fiedo going to get there this year? Somebody's going to, and it just kind of depends if they're good or not. So I was actually hoping for you to kind of go into that one because I am so in between on the Tigers. Mm -hmm. I have them at 68 wins. They're at 68 and a half. Yeah. I mean, I'm going, you convinced me I'm going over. I'm going to change my prediction to 69 wins. Nice. Because the the Tigers are very similar to the Royals in, in the sense that they have so much good young pitching. and But their lineup just isn't nearly to the strength that the Royals are, especially because Torkelson's not coming up anytime soon. Right. You know what? I'm back on the under. I'm back <laughs> on the under. I switched. I, I went, I'm back 68 and a half going under. To the American League West, where hopefully Peter can make up his damn mind. <laughs> The Astros at 87 and a half. I'm going under with the Houston Astros. I could get bit in the ass here, but this could be a disappointing year for them. I thought George Springer drove the bus and now he's gone. So who is going to be that guy that you look at and say, he's the captain of the offense. You look at their rotation right now and you have a 38 year old Grinky. Mm-hmm. You have Lance McCullers. Verlander's out. Verlander's out till September. Yeah. I mean, I still love Verlander. I bet Verlander's going to come back so good somehow. Yeah. But 
I mean, yeah, I, I don't think they get to 87 and a half wins. I have them like an 85 win team, maybe. I just don't think, I think Altuve, I think that that change from 2019 and he was really bad in 2020, I think that's not just a fluke. I think that's to come. I think if the power leaves him because he's not stealing bases anymore, he's not that great of a fielder. I just don't really like the Astros roster at this point. Not just because they kind of look similar, but I think Justin Verlander and Aaron Rodgers have so much in common. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like because they're when you say shitheads. Who's your comparison to Justin Verlander? I can't think of a baseball player. I think of Aaron Rodgers because think about this. Verlander has almost never been considered the best pitcher on the planet because when he was slicing and dicing and when he won the AL MVP, Kershaw did it on the NL side. And then after Kershaw, you've got, you know, Garrett Cole stepping up and now you've got Shane Bieber stepping up and Verlander kind of always got passed over. Same with Aaron Rodgers because it was always Brady, 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 and now Patrick Mahomes, right? Um, That makes sense. That's why, that's how I see Justin Verlander, but we can get into that. My baseball, quickly, my baseball comp for Justin Verlander right now, and this is more just of a projection, I think Walker Bueller reminds me so much Mm -hmm. of Verlander. I think just the way they throw, I think the fact that Bueller's up in the upper 90s right now, they have a similar pitch mix. I think Bueller will end up looking a lot like Verlander when he reaches his prime. I mean, he's already in his, you know, he's in the beginning of his prime. Yeah. He's not totally there yet. And I think he's going to get even better. Watch out for Walker Bueller to be Verlander-esque in the next couple of years. I want to spend some time this season talking about Walker Bueller's glove hand. Um, I I think his glove hand and his front foot, that can make him the most consistent pitcher in baseball. And I'm dead serious. And his tight pants keeps him real aerodynamic. Verlander, tight pants. Verlander, uh, tight pants. These guys, it works. All right. the, o- the Oakland A's are at uh, 86 and a half. I'm also going under here. I think they took a step back this offseason. And what worries me about the A's is I don't think A.J. Puck is going to be good if they give him that fifth starter spot. I think Jesus Lazardo is already the best arm in that rotation. And, and that worries me a little bit for a contender. The thing with the A's, though, is I feel like I look at A's rosters before, and I've seen higher win totals and worse rosters. I think the A's, with that young group of pitching, if Matt Chapman comes back, they have Matt Olson. You know, they always have a good bullpen. They figure it out. I The A's are my division winner because I don't like the Astros this year. I think I'm not fully confident that Otani's going to be so amazing that he – it makes that extra jump for the angels and then the Mariners and the Rangers or, you know, so I do have the A's and it's plus plus one forty five for them to win the division. They have the second best odds against the Astros at plus plus one forty five. I'm going to sprinkle some on the A's. I would say the A's and the Royals are my two best picks in this AL. So I'm going to go against you because I'm, I'm so deep. I'm, I'm on like my third glass of Shohei Otani Kool-Aid right now. I know you are. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going the over on 83 wins for Anaheim and they're my division winner. I really like that. Interesting. I really like that offense. And I don't think that rotation is as bad as it seems with Dylan Bundy being their opening day star. It is deeper, but it's not good. It's you're deep. not yeah, you're not in on Griffin Canning, right? Uh like kinda. Like I think he'll be okay. Yeah. You know, I don't think he'll be vi- I think he'll be okay. 
and that's that'll be good for the Angels. Like the Angels need those guys. Like he's definitely going to make you know a ton of starts. Hopefully he stays healthy. I have the Angels at I have the Angels at over two, over eighty three. That's too low of a number. I think they're in eighty five. I think they're near where the Astros are going to end up, and I think they're going to be fighting um, for a second wild card spot. But I don't think either the Angels or the Astros make it. But I'm going over eighty three. Yeah, I I think Anthony Rendon is like the forgotten superstar in baseball right now because and it sucks. Right, like your mind goes Trout, obviously, and then it goes Shohei. And yet, Anthony Rendon, you can make the argument he's the top five hitter in the American League. Yeah. Easily. The Seattle Mariners, their win total set at 72 and a half. I am going just, just, just under. I think 71 or 72. They're incredibly young. And as we've learned, young does not mean productive right away. Young means the glimmer of production in 2023. Similar to the Royals, but not as much. You know, 72 and a half seems like a really good number. I have them at 73, so I'm taking the slight over, but it's another one of those really good lines. I think the Mariners probably win 73 games. Mariners fans, if you're out there, you guys have so much outfield depth coming up the pipeline. You have Jared Kalenic, you have Julio Rodriguez, and you have Taylor Trammell, who all could be all-stars one day. And then you're not even talking about the Kyle Lewis, who just won Rookie of the Year. You have good young pitching. Wait a couple years, because it's going to take a little while. It's going to take a little bit. The Rangers are going to take a little bit, and they need to just like, they need to cleanse the system. I'm going under 66 and a half. They pick up David Dahl, and David Dahl can rake on a good day. He can. Rugnet Odor and Nick Solak are good, but oh my God, does that staff suck? Did you hear? Rugnet Odor is gone. No, I when? Today, I think today he's gone. No way. I think Rugnet Odor is gone, but he doesn't really matter. I mean, the Rangers aren't that good. They're at 66 and a half. They're probably going to go under, but it's another line where it's like they're just trash, but they could be over, but like probably not. Right. Let's go to the National League. The NL East, the highest win total projected in the NL East belongs to the Atlanta Braves. They are my division winner. I am going over. I think that if the stars align, Atlanta can be in a 100-win team this year. I agree. I'm in the same boat. I think people are sleeping on the rotation a little bit. People are saying it's not that deep. It's a lot of twos. I get it. But having a lot of twos is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Like, if you have Mike Soroka and you have Max Fried and you have a lot of these guys, they just – they're deep from every single avenue, right? Their their bullpen's pretty good. Their pitching's pretty good. Their hitting's really good. Their defense is pretty good. They're just really solid all around. I'm also going over at 91 and a half. And I think the Mets line of 90 and a half is so interesting because it's so tough, right? I actually think the Mets are a better postseason team than they are a regular season team. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking the under on 90 and a half, but I have them. We're not, I have them making the wild card. I think they win 88 games this year. It's tough. The Met, This line is so tough because you want to take the over, right? Of course you do. But I think it's going over. I right, mean, Steve Cohen. <laughs> Steve Cohen. You want to take the over on Steve Cohen in the black jerseys. Um, I am also taking the under on 90 and a half. I, I see a world in Jeremy Frank, who, who is a great Twitter follow, MLB Random Stats. Jeremy Frank, a student at Purdue, but guy has just carved out a, a killer Twitter following. Good for him. Uh, 
he made his like, you know, he set his uh, division orders, his predicted division orders today. And today is uh, Tuesday, the 30th. We release on Wednesday, the 31st. He had the Mets finishing second, but beating San Diego in the wild card round. I think that's what I can see them doing too. Finishing behind Don't give Atlanta. Away picks. No, we're talking, <laughs> we're talking league winners and division winners. We're not kidding. talking who's going to win the wild card. Um, so I'm going under 90 and a half of the Mets, but I think, yeah, they're a better postseason team than they are a regular season team. The Nats at 84 and a half. I really like this over. I love this over. This is my best bet in the National League. Yeah, right. Strasburg, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Scherzer, Soto, Trey Turner, Victor Robles. Don't forget about Patrick Corbin, who's also still really good in that rotation. They Pat have Corbin. a three-headed monster still. Yes, yeah, Strasburg is a little bit injured right now, and he's going to come back. But 84 and a half, I have them challenging the Mets closer to around 87, 88 wins. People forget about the Nationals. The Nationals are still really good. And that's why I like Dave Martinez to win. Uh, it's a dark horse, but I think he has a good shot at winning National League Manager of the Year because I think people are sleeping on the Nationals, and they're still really good. And they're plus 600 to win the division. Par- I'm going to take that just because I'm going to do it, but I don't know if I'd recommend everyone else doing it, but it's so interesting. The Phillies at 81 and a half. Where do you lie? Another really, really strong line. I have them at 82 wins. Okay. So I have their line is 81 and a half, by the way. I think it goes over just because I love Aaron Nola. And I, they have a lot of good pieces. Alec Bohm is a piece I love, the third baseman now. He's, I think he could possibly could win a batting title. Maybe not this year, but maybe next. 80, 80 I'm going over. I'm going over. I'm going just under. Um, really? Yeah, like I, you see 82 and 80. I see 80 and 82. Yeah. It could go either way. I think this this is not a line you touch. I do like the Marlins over 72 and a half. I, I do as well. And I think Arm would be pretty happy with that. I think 72 and a half is really low. I have the more 75, 76 wins. Um, another one of these teams where they're pretty decent, you know, across the diamond. You know, they're not going to wow you. They don't have any guys who you're like, oh my God, I got to go to the ballpark to watch him. But Sixto Sanchez could become one of those players. Yeah. You know, he doesn't strike out a ton for a guy who throws 101 miles an hour. Neither does Bruce Dargratterall. Exactly. And it, it, so he's going to light up the radar gun. The Marlins are going to be fun this year. Fun, you know, maybe not, but they'll Fun's be relative enough terms. to win, I think, 75 to 76 games. I'm taking a definitive over on the Marlins. The NL Central highest projected win total is the St. Louis Cardinals at 86 and a half. I have them over 86 and a half, and I have them winning the division. They don't always do it with the big names and they have the big names now and Arenado and Goldie and Jack Flaherty. What the Cardinals are best at is creating the name for the person that hasn't really gotten that type of fanfare, which is why I think Tyler O'Neill and Tommy Edmond and some of these other rotational guys can be Dylan Carlson. Right. Just, just like these guys, like Harrison Bader is going to be injured to start the season. So Dylan Carlson is most likely going to fill in at center. He's one of their best rookies. I know we've talked about him a lot on this podcast so far, but I just really like him this year. And I think I agree with you 100%. I'm taking the over on 86 and a half for the Cardinals. I think they definitely win the division. They're at plus 105 to win the division. I think it's a very safe bet. I, I, I think the Cardinals are going to be really good this year. I have them around 89 to 90 wins. 
I think they could definitely get into that 90 win total. I think 86 and a half is too low. Milwaukee, I think 83 and a half is too high. Really? Yeah. I think the Brewers are a 500 team. See, I go the other way. I see Brandon. I see two really good options at, uh, you know, number one pitcher, number two pitcher. I see Brandon Woodruff and I see Corbin Burns, two pitchers I really like. I see a lineup with Christian Yelich revamping. I see Keston Hira. I see a lot of like pretty good. I think they win like 85, 86 games. I just think the central is so weak. I mean, they're going to play the Pirates, who are the worst team in the history of baseball. The the Cubs are not going to be good this year. I think they have opportunity to win more games than you think. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over on Cincinnati. And I think that the Reds are going to have the opportunity to win a lot more games than people are thinking. I think you have St. Louis 1, Milwaukee 2, Cincinnati 3. I go St. Louis 1, Cincinnati 2, Milwaukee 3. And these totals, as good as they are, I think that's how you skew them. So I think the Brewers go under that 83 and a half. I think the Reds go over their 81 and a half. And they're within like a game. I just think the Reds lineup just isn't any good. That's the problem. I don't think they're going to hit enough. I have the, you're right. I have the Cardinals winning the division with the Brewers finishing second both going over on their win totals and the Reds at 81 and a half. I'm going under. It's a slight under. I have them at 81 wins. You know, I, they could totally hit 82, 83 wins. I think it's a really good number, like we said. But I think something that's going to hurt your heart. I got to go under on the Cubs this year, Jack. They're at 79 wins, and that even seems high. I think they're near where the Marlins are. I think they're near 75, 76 wins. Well, the Marlins beat the Cubs. In the postseason in 2020. Uh, Mickey Which is Mouse to say season. that the Marlins and Cubs were in the postseason and now they're 70-win teams. I have the over on the Cubs. And you say that the Cubs aren't going to be that good. If you asked a Cubs fan right now with this Anthony Rizzo news and knowing that Baez, Bryant, and Rizzo are all going to hit the open market after 2021, they would say under, season's gone, morale's gone. I see three former or current superstars in contract years also bringing in Jack Peterson, who is in contract year round two, and he's going to get the chance to be an everyday player and possibly hit 45 bombs. He has been destroying baseballs in spring training. Destroying. Eight home runs this spring. Eight. That's a little, I mean, is he, he leads spring training in home runs, right? I do believe. Pretty crazy, Jock Peterson. What if he could actually hit like 40 home runs this year? If he hits 40 home runs this year, then bet on the over. But he's not going to hit 40 home runs this year. I think he will. I see see what you're saying. They just don't seem motivated. I mean, the rotation is the worst it's been in years. They don't really have anyone at the back end of the bullpen. Yes, those three guys are stars. But I just don't see much behind them. And I don't see them being motivated. I see a lot of trade rumors are going to come out. I just think the Cubs go under this year, under 79. The Pirates are going under 59 and a half. <laughs> they are pitiful. They, what was hilarious? <laughs> the Pirates, God. They traded away in that, in that Chris Archer deal. You know, like it was, I think it was what, Glasnow and Austin Meadows. Yeah. Just a horrible deal, first off. I mean, Glasnow is better than Chris Archer maybe ever was. And Austin Meadows is possibly an all-star outfielder for the Rays. But then Chris Archer's back on the Rays. So they actually just didn't get a single dollar. 
Uh, the Pirates, 59 and a half, way under. Maybe 54. They're going to be horrible this year. They're going to be really bad. Wrapping up with the National League West, this is the easiest division winner. I think this is the easiest over I've seen. And that is stupid to, see, to say that over 102 and a half wins for the Los Angeles Dodgers is easy. I think they could win 110 games this year, Jack. Yeah. 102 and a half. I'm, I'm picking the over. And we don't even really have to dive that deep into the Dodgers. I mean, best team in baseball. Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, Trevor Bauer, Corey Seager, Mookie Betts. Trevor freaking Bauer. Should I go on? And their bullpen is loaded. Dustin May was just named the fifth starter, which I think is interesting. I think he actually should be a bullpen piece, but that has nothing to do with their win total. They're going to win millions of games. And not only are they so good and you'll see their win total so high, but the rest of this NL West outside of the Padres is garbage. So they're just going to get a ton of cheap wins. They might win every single game against the Rockies and Giants this year. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a strong possibility, and it won't happen, but it, it, we like to think, and they will be favored in every game, I'm sure. 94.5 for a Padres team, yes, they have so much hype, and I get it. But 94.5 is too high. I have them at 91 wins, which is still really good for the Padres. I mean, when's the last time the Padres won 91 games? Was Tony Gwynn? Like, when's the last time the Padres were this good? But I have them slide under. I I think I'm a little more down on Padres than the rest of the league is. I'm going to abstain from picking for the Padres because I am technically an employee within the Padres system. I understand why you are a little bit farther out on the Padres than the rest of the league is. I think that thinking stems from the fact that they haven't been there yet. So can they execute like that? But that personnel, like the personnel is so good. So good. Stack. Uh, Arizona, under 74 and a half. Yeah. I mean, yeah, under 74 and a half. They're not any good. The Giants, under 73 and a half. (laughs) The Rockies, under 63 and a half. (laughs) Three teams are just... The bottom of the barrel. I want to touch on the Rockies. I know I, the Rockies aren't one of these teams that is like the Pirates which or the Rays that just spend $0 and 0 cents on their players. The Rockies will give Ian Desmond a five-year, $85 million deal and then let Arenado walk. They'll give a middle reliever, Jake McGee, a three-year deal and then probably try and trade Herman Marquez, their best starting pitcher. Like, that's who the Rockies are. They're just run by, it seems like, people who don't know what they're doing. And I'm sure the the GM of the Rockies knows more about baseball than me, but it doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like it, Jack. <laughs> I would say that they probably know what they're doing, and then Ken Rosenthal wrote that article on the Rockies and how they had their front office going on gas station trips to go buy packs you of chewing tobacco. That. That's awesome. <laughs> so now I feel like they don't know what they're doing. Um, let's get into our league winners and our world series winner. Just to wrap these up the NL, can we get the NL out of the way? The Dodgers plus plus one seventy five. I, I don't, I can't go against them. Yeah, no, the NL pennant winner plus plus one seventy five. My other bet is I have the New York Mets at plus five twenty five to win the national league. I think that's the best value outside of the Dodgers, just because I think if the Mets make the world, if the Mets make the playoffs, what you're going to have is you got to set up games, right? So Jacob DeGrom is going to beat any 
any anyone they face. So game anyone. one goes to the Mets. I don't care if it's the Padres. So now it's 1-0. So if the Mets can win, I, I think it's actually more helpful if I go through my NL picks. So I have the Mets and the Padres making the wild card. Jacob DeGrom is going to beat Blake Snell or Hugh Darvish. Yep. It's just the Mets are probably going to win that game. The Padres may be better, but the Mets are probably going to win that game. Then I have the Dodgers beating the Mets. Dodgers having the best record. And then I have the Braves over the Cardinals. So the Dodgers and the Braves meeting in the NLCS. And then I have the Dodgers taking it. Even though I have the Braves making it that far, I think if whoever wins the division between the Mets and the Braves and gets to play the Cardinals, it's just you don't want to play the Dodgers. But if the if the Mets can play the Dodgers in a seven-game series, there's a chance they can win. They have enough pitching. And if they hit, if their hitting is timely enough, I like it. Yeah. I don't like it enough to, to do yeah, anything I like it about enough, it. but I think it's very interesting because I think the Mets have a ton of potential this year. They do. The American League winner, I like the value of the Minnesota Twins at plus 750. Wait, can you tell me how you uh, have the National League going? I just want to hear out of curiosity. Yeah, so my division winners uh, in the West are the Dodgers, obviously. The East is Atlanta. The Central is St. Louis. My wild card picks are San Diego and the Mets. I've got the Mets beating the Padres in the wild card. I've got the Dodgers squeaking past the Mets. Um, I've got Atlanta besting the Cardinals. And I've got seven games, I think. Six or seven. The only team... I think in Major League Baseball that can take the Dodgers a true seven are the Atlanta Braves. So we have the exact same picks. Yep. And they're correct. <laughs> I think so. Correct. And, and you've never, ever heard any podcast that does it before the season getting it right. You just heard it. This mm-hmm. podcast correctly predicted it. So now let me walk you through the American League. Let's do it. I think so. My division winners, just to rehash um, Toronto, Minnesota. Anaheim the wild card I think will be um the White Sox and the Yankees I think that the Yankees beat the White Sox in the wild card and that's a great game you think the White Sox beat the Yankees in the wild card no I think the Yankees beat the White Sox sorry Yankees beat the White Sox I mean Garrett Cole versus Giolito like appointment television such a good wild card game keep going I think the Yankees beat the White Sox in the wild card. I think the Twins, I've got the Twins as my like overall AL winner. Yeah. So then the Twins would see the Yankees. Oh, interesting. I think this could be legit. Um, but I think the Twins may take it in six or seven. Anaheim and Toronto is going to be super duper fun. I like Toronto. And I've got Minnesota beating Toronto. You just took my breath. You just picked the Twins to beat the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I- I'm going to refer you to every year ever when the Yankees go into Minneapolis, whatever it's called. No disrespect to Minnesota. Love Minnesota. You've been watching. You've been watching way too much college hoops. Yeah, so much. <laughs> I think that Jose Barrios is going to pitch game one against Garrett Cole and the Yankees are going to win 10 to zero. And I think the Yankees steamroll them if they're ever in a series. I think the twins 
stack up so well against the Yankees in terms of just getting beaten down. Any Yankee fan knows that when the Twins come into Yankee Stadium, you're putting your money on the Yankees. The Yankees have the Twins in a body bag. All right, so walk me through your American League, and I will. then we'll name our World Series winner, and we'll, we'll get out. So after disrespecting the Twins like that, I will preface it, which I do have them making the wild card game and facing off against the Blue Jays. But I think the Blue Jays win that game. I have the Blue Jays winning the wild card game and facing the Yankees, who would be the overall win total. And I have the Yankees overtaking the Blue Jays. And then I have the White Sox playing the A's, not the Angels. White Sox, I have the A's winning the division. And so I have Yankees then over White Sox in the ALCS in a seven-game amazing series. Mm -hmm. If that were to happen, I would love to see Yankees-White Sox. And for AL pennant winner, I have three choices right here. And I'm going to give you the best value, which is Blue Jays at plus 875. I agree with you. I think there's a path there. Yes. And then I have the Yankees at plus 230. I think they're going to win the American League. And I think it's going to be... Dodgers over Yankees in six Dodgers plus three fifty and Yankees plus five fifty. It's chalk, but these are the two best teams in my mind. And I'm going with the two best teams. I'm going with, um, I'm going with Dodgers twins. And oh. I think regardless of who the Dodgers see the LA Dodgers are winning the world series at plus yeah. three fifty. I think it's one of the safer bets. It's crazy picking a World Series winner and considering it a safe bet. But I think it really is at this point. The Dodgers, this is the best team I've seen in the past decade, at least, I think, in baseball. Yep. They're the best team since that 2009 Yankees team. (laughs) Pete, the next time we talk into microphones, regular season baseball will be played. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. Thursday is going to be... It's different, right? It's way different than the opening day last year. This is April 1st. This is sunshine. This is at least some percentage of fans. You know, this this season is going to be one of the most memorable, I think, in a long time. And I am just so, so excited. And what's great is on April 1st, follow me on TikTok at Project the Plate. I will be giving away three gambling picks every single day. You'll see me. I might, you know, I might be in my room. I might be in our studio. I might be, you know, walking the streets of New York City. But I'm going to make sure that you know who I'm gambling on so you can come with me. It's going to be a, such a fun season. Follow me on Twitter as well, at PeterApple23. I'm just so excited, Jack. I could talk all day. Let's save it, and let's talk all day on Friday. Perfect. All right. Holy smokes, it's here. It, Pete's excited. I, I'm giddy, like, I probably won't cry because I, I'm too big to cry. I'm too masculine we'll to cry. Huge. We don't cry. Right. Like there's no crying in baseball. That's like the thing that's said <laughs> every single day ever. Um, so I probably won't, but uh, I might. <laughs> I'm going to be very a emotional. Sig- a single tear. I'll do it in the bathroom or something. Yeah, it's going to be super I'm cool. going to be uh, opening day. There's It should be a national holiday. Should be a national holiday, as should Super Bowl Monday, but that's a different conversation. For Peter, I'm Jack. We're done with the projections right now. We're going to react on Friday, and this is fun. See you guys. Let's do it.